Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm very glad you're with us today. My dear friends, by now everyone who has been paying very much attention to what the evidence reveals to us knows that each of us has one primary spirit guide through life. Almost always, virtually always, it's the same person. We also have other guides as well. They come and go. They help us when we want to learn some specialized skills like maybe, you know, horseback riding or playing the piano. And they also help us do our jobs Work, work, live with our families, and in general, live better and more productive lives. When I when I last checked in with my guides, and that was about five years ago, I had eleven different guides. Some of them worked in small groups, some of them were individual, but I had eleven guides. You can tell I'm hard to deal with. All our specialized guides work under the supervision of our primary guide, who's often an eternal friend of ours, someone we may have you know, incarnated with in some lifetime or other, or maybe we only just knew them in the afterlife levels. It seems that in general, people don't become spirit guides until after they've achieved maybe the upper fifth level. I asked Thomas this question. He didn't want to answer it. Finally, he grudgingly said, yeah, upper fifth level, of what we think of as the afterlife reality, they can begin to grow spiritually from that point without having to come back to earth anymore. And of course, they're glad not to have to come back to earth. But the first thing that many people do who have stopped incarnating and they're at the upper fifth level stage is to offer their services as spirit guides to friends and to strangers. My own guide, Thomas, is apparently undertaking his first adventure as a spirit guide, but he is so immersed in his work to save the world and save the universe that he's not someone who would have been content to make his effort all about just my needs. Instead, he enlisted the services of a longtime sidekick with whom he had shared 17 earth lifetimes that he won't let me remember at all, and he made his first venture into being a guide all about assisting me through completing some tasks that he, Thomas, had not managed to complete before he finished incarnating. So that's my story. I'm basically an avatar this time around, but I love it. I love what I do. I love him. It all works beautifully. But he does admit to me that our situation is rather unusual. Although every work team of Earth Adventurer and Spirit Guide is unique, every primary guide grows spiritually from the experience just as we do. You know, perhaps it's time for you to seek to learn more about your own primary guide. Our guest today here for the eighth time is a popular member of Seek Reality's regular cast of advisors and friends, and you know who you are. Peter Wright is a gifted hypnotherapist who specializes in connecting us with our guides, our higher selves, and our other earth lives. Working with him has been a real education for me, and I've learned from many Seek Reality listeners who've had personal questions and have worked with Peter to happily achieve whatever results they sought. Um, I've heard from them that they're very happy with him, so I'm delighted. He makes me look good. Thank you for that, Peter. Now, of late, as I've talked more about Thomas, I've been hearing from people who wanted to meet and get to know their own spirit guides, and this is new. But people want to start to work with them more closely, and I'm not surprised that that it's a it's a wonderful experience that gives great depth to your life. 
So that's our topic for today, how we can meet and begin to get to know our spirit guides. Dear Peter, welcome. I'm so happy you're back with us. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about your history because most people, I think, will have heard you before, but anyone new, new to Seek Reality may not know who you are. So can you just tell us briefly about your past and how you got to where you are now? Sure. Well, currently, I'm a, for the last 25 years, I've been a certified hypnotherapist in Santa Barbara, California, and I'm one of 40 board-certified past life regression therapists in the nation. Wow. So I've been for quite a while. <laughs> yes. Why did you get into it? What was your prior life? Well, in my uh, growing up, I have an older brother who was he was three years older than I am. And when we were kids, uh, he had a comic book collection. And as I've shared this story in the past, uh, one of the comic books attracted my attention. I'm perhaps seven years old. And it was a Superman comic book that had in the back, as did comic books then, ads for different products. Oh, I remember this, it well. Oh, yes. Exactly. In this particular edition, there was an ad for a book called How to Hypnotize Your Friends. Wow. I thought that... <laughs> that, that resonated with you, right? It sure did. And so reading the ad, I thought, this is something I want to pursue. So I went up to my father, who was a mortgage banker, and I showed him the ad and I said, Dad, I really want to buy this book, but I don't have any money. Can you help me? So my father looked at the ad and looked at his loving son and said, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> right. Very supportive of <laughs> your father. Yes. Exactly. So it killed it for 15 years. But I got my master's degree in international relations and I came back to Washington, D.C. to begin that field of career and began taking classes in hypnosis and eventually became certified as a hypnotherapist. And my father was very supportive of me. So, Oh, good. That turned out well. Doing what I should be doing. Well, so, so, okay. So, so that, that's a pretty simple story. Actually, you've, you've wanted to do this since you were a child and you have, it obviously it was something that you and your guide had worked out uh, as was going to be your, your story and your life. Is that how you see it? Yes, I do. Plus, it was a long um, history or interest in metaphysics, um, memories of past lives in Tibet and the like that have uh, been with me for, for many years. And so it's a perfect uh, connection for me to be able to work in the field of metaphysics using hypnosis on behalf of my clients. We're primarily going to talk about how to meet your, your spirit guides. But another thing I get a lot of questions about is past life regression. Um, so can you talk just briefly about what that is and why it works? Because it does work. I know that very well. It works well. Past life regression is just simply um, going back to an earlier time when in the trance state to experience a lifetime that has um, uh, perhaps the cause or source of the issue that you're working with to resolve in this lifetime. So again, using the trance state, I uh, invite your higher self to take you back to the most appropriate lifetime and invite you to get out of the way so we can find out what happened and then we can come to closure with it during that session. 
And what seems to be the case is that let's say you're very much afraid of heights. This was the problem I had. Or you're afraid of, uh, I don't know, fire or, or being unable to breathe or knives or whatever. Whatever you're afraid of, the, the process seems to take you right to the lifetime and the moment in that lifetime when that fear was created. Right? It's, it's uncanny how that works. Well, your those we're working with, your guidance, spirit guides and others, know exactly where we need to go. So they, <laughs> so they just take us there. Exactly. Uh-huh. That, that's beautiful. I've told this before, but just briefly, um, I had a terrible fear of heights that began when I was in my late teens and uh, wasn't resolved until I first heard of the notion of past life regression. And then I started, started to wonder, hmm, it, it's just, maybe this was a past life memory of some sorts that making me afraid of heights. And I began to have these visions. This is before I ever met you, Peter, years before. I began to have these visions of being a Native American, uh, like a teenager, male. I'm always male, um, who was standing on the edge of a cliff, and it was dawn. And I knew that kid was about to try to fly. He was certain he could because he was that pure. And then one day I thought, oh, my God. Because it was fascinating in the beginning. I mean, what the heck is this? And I thought, oh, my goodness, that stupid kid, he actually tried it. And as soon as I had that thought, I stopped being afraid of heights. And that was it. It's an amazing – is it that miraculous for everybody? As soon as they remember it, it the fear goes away? Um, often it is. Um, and often that, as you mentioned, when you were a teenager, the fear started. Yeah. And it- or triggered this particular past life when it began. So I see probably about the same age when you were that Indian versus uh, when you had the fear in this life as being the trigger that helped you to come to closure with it. Isn't that surprising? I think this is so, you have such a fun job. You know, you want to pay other people to just do the job because it's so much fun. And I knew you love doing it, which is part of what I really love about you. We we tried to do past life regression. Um, you may not remember this, but Thomas wouldn't let us do it. Uh, I wanted to see what some of the lives were that he and I had shared. And he said, absolutely not. He said, you can do it when you come back. So everybody else gets to do it but me. <laughs> what, what what percent of your of what you do is past life regression? About thirty five to forty percent. Really? Okay. Uh, all right. Well, so and how much of it is trying to contact spirit guides? A very large part of my practice today is focusing on uh, connecting with guidance, however you um, d- describe that. So it could okay. be spirit guides, could be higher self, it could be ascended masters, it could be angels, it could be those around you that are eager to come forth and work with us, in partnership with us. Now, as Peter and I talked about today, when we're just specifically talking about how to contact your spirit guide and get to know your spirit guide, he had so much material that we decided that we were going to have to do sort of a second stage of this interview, and we're going to do that in October. So um, that's I'll put the, the, the date of it in the materials for this one, so you'll know to look for it when it comes along. But today we're just going to start talking now about how it is that that typically how you you do you just call for someone's spirit guide when they're they're hypnotized and then the guide starts to speak through the person 
That is as easy it is, as it can be. Absolutely. Because when you're in the trance state, we have access to everybody isn't um, around you. Everybody, whether they're currently in this lifetime or their past lives or their um, ascended masters, teachers, guides, spirit guides, or, or others from the non-physical realm. They're all available to us. Did you say people in your lifetime right now you have access to? Yes, through your imagination. We're all connected. Um, as I've mentioned in <laughs> earlier podcasts. <laughs> I, love, I love this. I always love talking to you. Let, let's let's briefly divert into talking about why that makes sense. Because pe- so I, people are driving in their cars right now thinking, what? Imagination? Then it's not real. Please explain that, Peter. Okay. About 60% of my clients, my hypnotherapy clients, are visual. So when they go into meet with their higher self or with a spirit guide, um, they see it all. Terrific. But about 40% of my clients are more auditory or sensing or feeling, which is what I am. Right. Right. My spirit guide or higher self, I don't see anything. I hear it. I sense it. I feel it. I know exactly what's going on. I just don't see it. So it's very easy for me to say, I'm making this up. I'm making up this story, not that one over there. It's coming from somewhere. So with my clients, I invite them to be my tour guide, be my court reporter, and share with me whatever's happening as a session unfolds as if it's important. Trust me. First thought, first feeling, first image, first voice, and get out of the way. Now, I know this works because I've had a, I've had two sessions with you, but what it tells us is something new about imagination, right? Mm-hmm. Because we tend to think it's just a flight of fancy. It's like reading a novel or something. It has nothing to do with reality. What you're saying is that indeed it does, that when we are uh, you know, hypnotized and therefore very vulnerable to suggestion, and we're told to imagine this or that, what we're doing is actually accessing reality in a new way is that is that correct is that what's happening exactly your soul and your guidance speak through your imagination and they're not making things up rather they're translating what is inside of you into first thought first feeling first image This is this is so great. And it's true because I've lived it. So I know it's true. But I wouldn't have believed it either. So everyone, if you're listening, it it does work. Uh, It just we are expanding our understanding of what actually is going on uh, much, much more than I ever imagined we could. Uh, But your imagination is just a part of your mind, which is able to access more deeply um, the people for example, all right. So let's say I'm having a, a spat with my husband, and I'm and I want to and and you think it would help if I accessed him. Who am I accessing? If he's, I know he's being cranky and I don't know, stalking around the kitchen, and I'm hypnotized. Are you talking to his subconscious through me, or how are you accessing a living person? As you know, we're all connected. We're all right. connected. That's and- right. By calling him forth in your imagination, you can, um, uh, from your heart, we're doing this from the heart, not from the brain. You invite him in and 
sense and feel and imagine to pretend that he's right there with you. And, and I that, speak, and then he speaks through me, right? Exactly. So you are channeling him, you could say. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's really – so, all right, so I, I'm channeling him, but he will have no memory of this because I'm, I'm accessing him at a, a subconscious level. Um, exactly, exactly. So a recent um, client um, who has had lots of problems with her mother over the years – uh, they've never gotten along. And so during this session, we invited her to ask her mother to join us in her imagination. Mom did. And the client spoke her truth to her mother, heart to heart. Good. I then asked the client to say, how does mom respond? And mom went on to tell her that her mother had treated her the same way. Oh. Treating her daughter. Oh, my word. Guilty about it. So uh, they came to some sort of closure, which felt really good to the client. Hooray. Well, the next day I got a phone call from the client saying that the strangest thing had just happened. She'd gotten a text from her mother suggesting that the two of them should get together and talk about their relationships. Oh, my. <laughs> and mom doesn't know why she had that suddenly that thought, does she? Exactly. Oh, exactly. that is mom, amazing. Mom was present during that session with the client on some level. And that's the result. Isn't that wonderful? Okay, so all of the, basically when you when, when you go to meet with Peter or you meet with him by Skype, you're accessing aspects of reality that you never have accessed before, but they're just as real as what you can see and feel and touch. And I could not have said that if I actually had those sessions with you, dear. But that's true. But th this is this is a newer, really amazing way to solve all kinds of problems. So, all right, our specific problem today is a lot of people now are coming to understand that they do have a primary guide through life. And I, t I freely talk about how close Thomas and I are. It's just the most wonderful relationship, even though... He's clearly the lead in it. I just I just follow. But um, they they say they say well, I want to be able to do that. How do I access my guide? So if someone comes to you and says that. How how would you help them? Well, I would first ask them just simply um, go into their heart, and as they go into their heart, um, set a strong intention. They would like to meet with a spirit, their spirit guide. And ask the spirit guide to join them. Then imagine or see or feel or sense or pretend that that guide is right with them right now. And then welcome the guide from your heart. This is all through your heart. And express gratitude for joining you. And then commune for just a few seconds with that guide, thanking them for coming and feeling their support for you. That would be the first step. Okay. And you ask them their name then? What, how, what shall I call you? Yes, you can ask them what name should I call you and trust the first name that you get. 
even if you feel like you're making it up, it's coming from somewhere. Again, your soul speaks to your imagination. So do your guides. And then, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think sometimes they'll say, what do you want to call me? I don't really care. Um, and so your guide might say that too. Um, they, they, they'll, they won't give us their eternal name. Um, they, they'll, they'll give us or ask us to use a name that they think is going to be comfortable for us to use here. But we'll, they, they do have a name that's uh, sometimes not pronounceable that, that is their afterlife name, their eternal name. Exactly. Anyway, so just trying to help. Um, okay, and so do you find that that's enough for people to start? Because they'll be leaving your office then. How do they stay in contact with that, that new friend? Well, to then go home and write out what their experience was, to get a real sense of, of doing it again and again and again, always through the heart, taking yourself first to a relaxed place where you can really go within and then sense, imagine, feel, pretend that the guide has joined you and begin to ask questions of the guide, trusting your first thought, whatever you hear, sense, or feel. And by doing this with a pad of paper in front of you or a computer opened, typing in whatever you hear can quickly give you more information about that guide and your relationship with it. And what, what if something that comes through troubles you? For example, I don't even know what. Um, you, you expected that the guide would be female and the guide turns out to be male. Or, or vice versa, or um, the the guide. I don't know what. What if what if the chemistry doesn't seem to be right? It, d- does it become more comfortable for people over time to be working with this new friend? Yeah. Or, yes, or it may, does. maybe it doesn't happen, Peter. Maybe everybody is immediately feeling cozy with their guide because they've been together. It's just that we didn't realize they were there, but they, we've been together since before we were born. Mm-hmm. Well, as, as you mentioned, we have uh, uh, several guides with us, uh-huh. so you can at the same time ask to speak with another guide, since we have several, uh-huh. and just develop this conversation. Ask questions, be quiet, get the first answer that comes to you, uh, perhaps write it out or type it up, because I find that if you're so busy writing or typing, you can't possibly be making this up. <laughs> <laughs> no, True. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, right. You don't have the the bandwidth to do that. But I, but my experience in working with you was that I never really thought I was making it up. I, 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 I guess perhaps because I'm used to channeling now. I I know when it's coming, not coming from me, when it's coming from someone else through mm-hmm. me. But um, that's maybe that's a feeling people have to get used to. It's not. It's not a usual feeling for a person to have. So maybe uh, in the beginning, we just have to trust the process until it begins to feel easier. Because there is going to be resistance in the beginning, isn't there? People are going to say, I can't believe this, or I'm just not sure, um, or that sounds like a funny name, or whatever. Don't you Mm -hmm. find there's some resistance in the beginning on people's part sometimes? Absolutely. And it could be the ego mind that is acting up, um, because I find that the ego is, in a way, stuck in the third dimension. That's true. Oh, so true. So true. And so its job is to protect us and keep us safe. And so yeah. 
it's always analyzing everything that's going on around you to make sure that um, it's real, that it can be proven to be real. So, so yes, yeah, so getting rid of the ego, what I have found, and I don't know what you've found, but what I've found is that tamping down your ego, basically fighting it and conquering it, you don't have to, you don't have to kill it, but you have to get it so that it knows its place and it doesn't interfere anymore. When you do that, a lot of things become so much easier in your life. Don't you find that's true? Absolutely. Yes. And so by um, just inviting it to step aside and... Uh, because what we're doing is we're tapping into the fifth dimension where the guides are. In other words, um, where the a higher vibration of energy. Right. And so the third, uh, the ego in the third dimension doesn't believe about the fifth dimension being real. That's true. Yeah. And yet it is. And so by then, um, it, and so the ego responds by saying you're making this up yes right right so we need to be prepared for that if this is something you really want to do you know you're going to have to fight your ego and get past it in -hmm. order to be able really to access and be comfortable dealing with your your spirit guide uh, and any of your guides um, because as Peter as you said I don't think I think people feel comfortable with their primary guide pretty quickly mostly mm-hmm. but you're right if there's if there's uh, if for some reason you think you want to talk to another guide I'm sure you can because everybody seems to have several not just one and so the the magic word for the ego is the word pretend because if you're pretending then you can get out of the third dimension from the ego's oh, perspective. And a I see. Yeah. He won't feel threatened. He'll think you're just, oh, my heavens. Mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. That never occurred to me, but I'm sure that would work. And and you're very polite to the ego. And and some people listening are saying, wait a minute, this is just doesn't make any sense. I thought I was my ego. I thought it was good to have an ego. All these things on my website, if you if you look, put in, put ego into the bar, you'll learn more about the problem of having an ego. But an ego is really for your physical protection. It it wants to survive. It wants you to survive. And it's probably uh, something that was very necessary in prehistoric times. Now it's more of a nuisance than anything else. It does not. It tries to keep you safe and keep you primitive and keep you from doing the very kinds of investigation and exploration that are going to help you really grow spiritually. So you gotta, you, you, you've got to subdue it. But you don't have to subdue it right at the start. If you tell them, you know, we're just pretending this isn't really real, then the ego, you say, will back down? It, it will. And also, um, you might just then um, just go, go into your heart because the ego is head energy. It's analytical yeah. energy. Right. Go into your heart. That's where the the truth, your truth is. And through your heart, you access the spiritual dimension. So interesting. Okay. So would you, how often should people do this um, um, sort of channeling, talking with their guides it, it, if they want to really grow in a, a relationship? What do you recommend? I recommend daily for just a few moments. Take yourself into a quiet space. Tune in to your heart. Invite your guide to come forth. Feel, sense, imagine their presence. Say hello and talk. 
and ask questions. One of the things I recommend to people is that they they have this, they speak to their, their guide uh, aloud um, as they're about to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And that they ask the guide um, to, if they have a question, they can ask the guide. You know, will you will, will you work tonight while we while we meet on this question, and let me have an answer in the morning if you can, please. Mm-hmm. Or um, it, just you know, can can you? Is there something you can can tell me that will be new to me in the morning? Whatever you think is, I need to know that sort of question. Then you sleep, and then you pay attention the first thing in the morning to what is in your mind when you first wake up, and it could take a while. It could take months before you start to get results. But if you do that every night, sooner or later, you'll find there are things that there are clearly nothing you've thought up that are in your mind. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that work? I mean, I because that's what that's what that's how I used I did it in the beginning when I was trying to work with Thomas without a medium, and it I worked pretty well. Very appropriate. Um, several of the questions that I use myself every day are: What do I need to focus on today? What do I need to experience today? What do I need to know today? There's variations on a theme there. Okay, yeah. So you're asking for guidance, for sure. (laughs) And then you pay (laughs) attention to the first answer that's in your mind, just right then? Right then, exactly. As if it's important. Mm -hmm. Okay, some some people listening are saying, well, I don't, I, what, how would I do it without Peter? I mean, is there a way that I can start to work with my guide? Maybe I'll be able to go talk to touch Peter later, but I can't afford it right now, or I don't have the time or whatever, but I want to see if I can start this process. How do you have any recommendations on how they might just start the process on their own? Just start it tomorrow morning, get up a little bit earlier and sit quietly and go within Connect with your heart, invite the guide to come forth, and begin talking, maybe out loud, with a pad of paper or a computer in front of you. And Just be, pa- be patient, because uh, this is something which is, think about what we're doing. We are talking across dimensions with a being who is connected to us very intensely, but has never related to us in this way so it takes a while for them to establish that connection and and i just think patience is don't you think is one of the main things you need when you're starting this process persistence and patience absolutely yes okay so that's something that really and have you coached people through doing this and 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 how well have they done do you think i mean how well does it work it, it works extremely well. For my clients, we establish right up front a connection with the heart and the higher self. And then through them, other spirit guides or ascended masters join us to resolve issues that are the client is seeking to resolve. And then towards the end of the session, I invite the client to come up with a sacred spot, a special place in their imagination to reconnect with oh, this that's inner... that's a good idea. Yeah. And so to imagine that place, I invite them to describe it. It could be a meadow next to a creek with uh, sitting on the grass with trees all around, blue sky and so on. As you sit there, invite your heart to join you. How do you experience this energy? Invite your higher self, invite your spirit guide. 
invite others who work with us, Archangel Michael or whomever might have been present for the session and feel their presence. Know that they're there. And then shoot them. What? Ask for help. But but the key is to, to be persistent about this and, and the connection does get stronger. It does. Exactly. Because your confidence grows as well. Yes. Yes. Perfectly. Okay, and so why would an Ascended Master show up? What is their role in my life, for example? What I find Ascended Masters help us with is to assist us in gaining access to information because they know even more about our soul's journey. Yes. Often through their wisdom, uh, a chance to to, um, help us one-on-one to resolve issues or come to closure with, with things that aren't working in our lives. Just uh, everyone, an ascended master is essentially someone who has achieved the upper sixth level is really just below the source. And they are they work in service to people on Earth and people in the afterlife and, and help all of us to grow spiritually. We, we know someone who is effectively an ascended master, and that's Mikey Morgan. And his mother will be back with us in another, uh, I don't know, couple weeks, I guess, to talk about what's new with Mikey. But um, his the role he has chosen is to be of service to us at this time and answer our questions, to be a teacher on, on, on the broadest scale through his mother. But many others are doing teaching in all kinds of different ways. And so you're saying that, that there's an ascended master maybe in each of our lives or at least that where we can our, our, our guides can connect us with if necessary if we need deeper understanding. Absolutely. Everyone is available to us in the spiritual realm, from um, Ascended Masters to guides to um, Jesus or Buddha or Yogananda or those who passed on. They're all available to us because your soul speaks to your imagination. Okay, so, so what if someone said, whoa, great, I want to talk to Jesus. How does that happen? Uh, in a session with me uh, <laughs> in the state, we invite Jesus to come forth and talk through you announcing his presence with words like, I'm here. And he shows up. He does? He does. I, I guess it doesn't surprise me as much as I wish, as I would have thought one time, one time it would, because if anyone is in service, it's, it's the Lord. How fascinating. So people ask him questions and he answers those questions? Absolutely. What needs to happen to resolve this issue? And he will share with us. Oh, how my goodness, that's amazing. <laughs> that's great. That's really great. Do you do multiple sessions with people but to resolve things, or do you find most things get a whole lot better? Like with that, the mother and daughter, they seem to have solved that pretty quickly. But is it harder in some cases to resolve matters? Everybody's a little bit different, but I find that by working in partnership with your um, your inner wisdom team, your heart, your higher self, and all the guidance available to you, that we can accomplish a great deal in a two-hour session. Well, I only only because I've actually done it can I say, yeah, I could see that would make sense. But it's just very important that we have our minds open enough that we even can begin the process. Um, I, I Do you find there's more interest now in hypnotherapy than there was, say, 10, 20 years ago? Absolutely. There's a lot more interest. And... Um, Part of what I do as well is, as I alluded to earlier, towards the end of the session, we help you connect with, reconnect with this guidance in a special place. 
And then I invite you to begin practicing going there on your own after the session. And I send you a higher self shortcut, which is a guided visualization to take you there into the fifth dimension to practice it. And then we get together a week later to talk about the session for an hour to help you process and integrate all that occurred and answer any questions along the way. It can be very effective to resolve many different types of issues. Now, we, we, my primary guide has a very distinct personality. I mean, he, it's as well-rounded as anyone who has a body and strong preferences, likes and dislikes and so on. Is that usual? I mean, are they usually so dominant in the relationship or is this just because... I don't know, um, because he had things I, I agreed beforehand. This was my contract that I would help him do some things. And so now we're doing what he wants. But it, but <laughs> other normal sort of normal spirit guide situations, are they, do they act more in service or are they also dominant? They're more in service to my way of thinking. Also, we're during the session often uh, connecting the client for the first time with their own guidance. Yes. And so it very easy uh, interplay of friends working with friends. Without that's how it feels? Di- oh, yes. Oh, oh that's they- great. Oh, love, 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 love. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, it is an enormously loving relationship uh, because uh, the, these beings, of course, are in their big, vast, eternal minds, which we now are not in. We're in our little earth minds, so they know a lot more. And they're, they're you're right, they are very loving. I, I don't mean to ever say that Thomas is not loving. He is. He's very loving, extremely supportive. But he's also, it's sort of like having a very dominant older brother who loves you very much but is trying to make you be the best you possibly can be. If ever, anyone's ever had an older brother, that's that's the relationship I have. But I think it's not normal, right? I think it's more of a of a of a just a supportive, like a parental almost relationship. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. They're here. They're here to help us be all that we can be, and by nudging us gently and encouraging us through first thought, first feeling, first image, first voice, um, it's a very productive relationship for us as well as for them because they're helping us do what wants to happen for our highest good. One of the things that Thomas has made extremely clear to me is that um, I have the power to make this a very productive uh, period for him spiritually. I mean, he he's continuing to grow by guiding me, and he wants me not to forget that. That uh, it basically, in a sense, we made a contract with these beings before we were born that we they would come, they would guide us through life, which is a tremendous sacrifice on their part. Think of, you know, they... Every everything you've done, they've guided you through, and I, I, it's, I just imagine him guiding me when I was a twelve-year-old or something. It must have made him crazy. But he has he has told me that he grows tremendously just from doing this. Mm-hmm. Do others say that too? Absolutely. In fact, my impression of guides, spirit guides, and all others is that they have little cubicles with a desk, a chair. <laughs> And, desk, okay. Yeah. And they're sitting there waiting for your call. <laughs> oh, that's or, good. That's a, that's a good image, actually. Give them something to do because yes. they're here to serve us. They can work on hundreds or thousands of people simultaneously. I find that hard to believe because he's there all the time. 
All I have to do is is think of him, and immediately he's right there. Mm-hmm. So so they could do this for other people too. Simultaneously, listen, we are they are in a different, if you will, vibration dimension. Yes. Without a physical body, so a lot more is possible. Well, um, I think that if my, I guess my hope is that everyone who is hearing this will at least think about the possibility of developing a higher, more more aware, more open relationship with their primary guide and anyone else working with that guide, because um, it just enriches your life so much to be in in contact with this being who has committed to you and that you are helping to grow as well. It's the most wonderful collaborative relationship. And it can become extremely, yes, he doesn't have a body, but he's certainly around me all the time. And you you know when people are behind you, you can feel it, right? Well, that's he's always there, always. And uh, the more we work together, the more I have come to trust him and trust his judgment. And actually, it makes you able to relax a lot more because he's handling so much stuff that, that I know I don't have to. It's a, it's a working relationship, which is wonderful. And so I just urge everyone to try to, to, to make this connection and make it work. Yeah, we're, we're born in physical body to help our souls evolve. And our souls evolve through the choices that we make. One of the choices can be, I'm going to do it myself. Great. Another choice can be I'm going to ask for help from the unseen world. Helps all around. Yes, it is. Yeah, help can't help us much unless we ask for it. So give your guide something to do. (laughs) I think that's wonderful. But we're going to talk a lot more in October about just what those possibilities are and how this all works. Uh, and and so, uh, as I say, I will put in the materials that are related to this podcast uh, when that will be. But uh, I, it's going to be a lot of fun because Peter is really quite expert in this field. And uh, we, he wanted to talk about more today, but I said, you know, I just want to relax and go through this basic stuff. And then we'll look forward to doing it again. So we will do that now. We're getting toward the end of our time. Your website is insightsfromwithin.com, right? That's correct. Mm-hmm. That's what Insight S. And again, we're, I'll put this in the materials. That's the best way to reach you. Yes, it is. And you'll find there uh, a contact form if you'd like to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with me where we talk about the issues you'd like to resolve. And I can share more about my approach. And it's by Zoom or by Skype or in person because I offer phone sessions to all my clients, um, two-hour phone sessions as well as Zoom or Skype sessions as the, uh, as the need arises. So here I am to be of service at the appropriate time, if possible. And you work all over the world, right? Absolutely. Yep. So you, you're telling me there really are only 40 licensed past life regression therapists in this country? Board certified. Board certified. Oh, pardon me. I shouldn't. I should have known that. My husband's a doctor. Board certified is a big deal. Um, but but uh, so you must get quite a lot of uh, of people coming to you just because of that. Yes, I do. Exactly. Oh, this is wonderful. I'm so I'm so glad we did this, Peter. This was, I, if you listened last week, you know we were supposed to have a different guest, but they were not ready. They wanted to wait a few weeks, so I called my friend Peter and said, "You were going to come in August. Why don't we do it on Tuesday? Because we customarily record on Tuesdays." And he was right there. Bless you, dear. I appreciate it so much. 
What what do you want people most to take away from our conversation today? That you have so many opportunities to to um, be all that you can be, and that hypnosis is a way for you to look within with the help of your your own higher self and heart and guidance to make these changes. And they can be made pretty quickly because we're working in partnership with them using the trance state. What kinds of changes? Um, if you have an addiction, if, you, uh, if you're depressed, what, what kinds of, of things are most helped by hypnotherapy? Anxiety, depression, uh, fears, grief, relationship issues, uh, medical issues in terms of pains in the body, which could be past life related, or practically any other um, issue, emotional issue that you're seeking to resolve. Relationship Let's issues, yeah. Sure. That's, yeah. yeah. And, okay, that's, and, and th- this, the fears thing is really remarkable. Um, there may be other ways to get rid of fears, but past life regression uh, therapy is, has to be the easiest way to do it. I'm, a, I'm still astounded by how well that works. Yeah. Well, Peter, this has been wonderful. Please consider yourself hugged, my dear, and we'll be talking again in just a little while. Thank you for coming. And inviting me again. Take care. The, everyone, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so glad you could be with us today. I just love talking to Peter. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began and you never will end. And when you get that, and you have it in your heart and soul, it is going to change everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest will be Sandra Champlain, who will be here for the ninth time. Sandra is a beautiful ray of light. She's a dynamo for afterlife research and education who is devoting her life to enlightening the world, and she has so much joy in her heart that just being around her always lifts my heart. She had been doing a series of weekend on-site afterlife conferences, which I know how much work they are. She she was doing them every few weeks. But then COVID-19 hit, and she shifted smoothly to doing all of these live online conferences, and that's what she's doing now. She also does an online, non-denominational, but spiritualism-based Sunday service, and now hundreds of people attend each week. She's, she is basically opening her life totally to, to everyone who wants or needs to better understand and better learn about the afterlife, and that's her her main focus but as as we all know when you start to work on that you it brings in everything else and she is just i think she's if i've ever met a saint i think it's sandra champlain she is just doing a wonderful job for so many people she she's helping um sonia rinaldi who is uh, i think the most prominent um uh, experimenter with instrumental transcommunication uh the soul phone idea uh, now living on Earth, and she's in Brazil. Sandra's helping her. She helps so many people. She's helping um, Scott Milligan, who is a an excellent physical medium, and she he does sessions now online, and, and she works with wonderful mediums. She just she's just a, I just can't say enough good about Sandra. Um, if you want to get a better start on sort of knowing her before we even talk next week, just go to wedontdie.com and you'll see some of what she's up to. Um, many, many people uh, tell me that and have told her that they also listen 
to the other. I mean, for some reason, people think of us as companion podcasts. So I won't be jealous at all if you decide you want to listen to Sandra as well. She does she does a wonderful job of – she even interview, interviewed me once, and I thought she did a great job. So this is going to be a treat next week to talk to Sandra and hear what she's up to now as she basically reshapes um, her efforts to educate the world about what happens after death and the fact that our lives truly are eternal. This week we've been talking with our wonderful friend Peter Wright and this has been his eighth appearance here. He does something that the the younger and much more uptight me would never have taken seriously and that's hypnotherapy. But he it is real. I've experienced it myself. I didn't even think I could be hypnotized. But uh, those were two unforgettable experiences and when I can find another minute I'm going to go back to him because I have more to learn. I just think that what he does is wonderful. And the best part for me is that I I often hear from people that he that heard about him, I guess, here and and just want to let me know that he helped with this or helped with that. And I'm very happy always to hear about that too. And as you can see, he is a, a really another person who radiates love. I'm so glad to have you, Peter, part of our secret reality tribe. Thank now, you. As you as you know, I have a bunch of books out, but I don't have time today to really list them for you. But just go to robertagrimes.com and you'll see what they are. I also do a weekly podcast, blog, rather blog post, which has turned out to be what we do for Sunday, Sunday worship, because all of these pod, these uh, blog posts are are about us about how we grow spiritually about working with jesus about all of these things and we now have a lot of people who just email me each week and will tell me that well that's what i do for church now can't go to church so i i just read your blog post a couple of times and meditate on it i think that's the highest compliment everyone has ever paid to me if you want to talk about anything that i'm up to or ask a question or anything just Contact me through the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. I do answer every email, but it can take a few days because I get a lot of them now. Past episodes of Seek Reality can be found on webtalkradio.net and on a bunch of other places, including the what the Dream Vision 7 radio family. They, they rebroadcast them after six months or so, which I think is lovely of them, and we get a whole new audience. And, of course, there's a Seek Reality app that is available in the iTunes store for free. Price is really good. And then you can just get the podcasts automatically. Meanwhile, of course, this had been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you, you are a powerful, eternal being. And you, in particular, in all the universe, are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.